1: Good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food for Thought. You got Mark Donnelly, Carrie Waddell. Carrie, is it hot enough for you?
2: Too hot for me. Oh, what's your
0: name? My name is Roosevelt.
1: Roosevelt. Roosevelt,
0: what town are you stationed in? I'm stationed in... Well, thank you, Roosevelt. What's the weather like out there? It's hot. Damn hot. Real hot. Hot in things. is my shorts. I can cook things in it. little crotch pot cooking. Well, can you tell me what it feels like? Foo, what is hot? I told you again. Were you born on the sun? It's damn hot i saw it so damn hot i saw those little guys the orange robe burst into flames it's that hot you know what i'm talking about what do you think it's gonna be like tonight it's gonna to be hot and wet that's nice if you with the lady but it ain't no good if you're in the jungle thank you roosevelt here's a song coming your way right now nowhere to run to by martha
2: and the uh, well, Yes. oh my gosh he's amazing the talented I've, he was
1: i gotta go back and listen to that more yeah, or not listen but watch that movie again
2: isn't that good morning vietnam yeah i've never seen it i that's probably, oh, you've never seen of, it? that's probably one of the few movies of his i haven't seen i've seen all of his movies
1: oh yeah all right so here we are in the heat of summer care you know
2: we've had a great summer i'm not going to complain up into this week i thought we've had a great summer
1: well the only thing hotter than uh the barbie this summer care is the economy so, okay. we, so what, what are we going to talk about today? We've got the latest GDP report, which is the first read on the second quarter. Um, we, we got the Fed's preferred inflation factor or inflation indicator, the the Personal Consumption expenditures Index, BCE, coming down. Of course, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates. No surprise there. Pretty much that was a consensus, 25 basis points taken into their benchmark five and a quarter to five and a half which is like the highest in 22 years I think right? okay um, so you know we'll so we'll we'll see how that's all going the other things I want to talk about today um let's see um and yeah, our bad tax matter segment Carrie okay, okay. um there's there's some controversy brewing, hard to believe, with the, one of the Secure Act 2.0 new laws that's supposed to go in effect the next year, right. in 2024. And for, so, who needs to be aware of this? If if you are earning more than 145 thousand dollars a year and are currently making or planning to make 50 plus catch-up contributions to your 401k. You need to be aware of what the Secure Act two and, and and the controversy around it. Um, let's see what also we can also talk about. What's hot? You know, has Drone Parker? It, you know, it, has he taken Mission Impossible and and done the mission accomplished mm, a lo- time with will the soft sell. landing? You know, a lot of people are saying that he's doing it or they're doing it. The Federal Reserve. Um, we we got, you know, we got labor reports we, th- that we can look at and, and things like that. So from, you know, and that's the question is, did he uh, accomplish his goal? Now, he's not admitting to that, but we'll talk a little about, about that. Um, let's see. Uh, so, Carrie, what's hotter than Margot Robbie in a pink polka dot mini dress?
2: I don't know. I don't. How about the 60 40
1: investment allocation? Okay. All right. You know, remember, we all heard it was dead, it died last year. Right. And it did. It was, you know, a very but bad. But that was year. one year. Okay. So, so now let's look at six months. And, and I do this every once in a while. You know, I have a very good client, Carrie, who. Provides me uh, with her for Ohio, you know, four fifty seven right. data. You know they release their data, so I use that as a just as a benchmark to say, okay, how is the sixty forty portfolio performing? So we'll take a look at that later. We'll look, take a look at that today too. And you know, now that the year's half done. Don't look now, Carrie. Right, but the mm-hmm. year's half more than half done at this point. Um, and then also, I'm going to continue timing permitting, the second half of the show my what we've been working on this program or airing on this program for the last few shows is this idea that in the financial world we call it the IRA RMD tax trap mm-hmm. right you know the the idea that do you have so much tied up in tax qualified plans is that eventually the required minimum distribution alone will cause you higher and higher income taxes in the future irrelevant to the, right. whether the congress raises the tax rate right or not. for a lot of you,
2: people that's a huge problem that they're unaware of
1: and a lot of people carry they don't need to be worried about it right that's why you right. don't ask your neighbor if they have an ird rmd tax trap you know you have to kind of figure out this yourself but what we've specifically been in the last couple of weeks have been talking about a specific trap which is dealing with your how much you pay for your Medicare premiums mm-hmm. and that's called the IRMA tab, you know the income related monthly adjustment amount and for those of you who are not aware how much you pay for Medicare B and or Medicare D the government prescription drug plan is progressively weighted to how much income you have mm-hmm. okay so the higher income you have and what's defined there is modified at just the gross income on your tax return, the higher Medicare B and or Medicare D premiums you pay. So there's a lot of people who are saying, yeah, when they start at, let's say their Medicare at 65, may they might not be starting now the required minimum still 73, for some listeners it'll be 75, Mm -hmm. right? So while they're not taking, while they don't have a required minimum, okay, their, their income isn't raising to a level that's causing their Medicare premiums to go up. Mm-hmm. But if they continue that, you know, projection and they start projecting out when required minimums begin and not just what they are at age 73 or whatever, what they are when they're 90 or 85, Mm -hmm. you know, then projecting out. And then at that point saying they realize, wow, all of a sudden my Medicare premiums are going up, maybe even doubling. And is there a way I can stay out of that trap? So Well, and um, that's
2: a trap. If you're if you are going to be headed for that, you need to plan ahead. You need to look at it sooner than later. It's not something, you know, you can do last minute. I mean, you can do some maneuvers, but that's why it's about being proactive.
1: So, so just real quickly, Carrie, the, the 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 GDP. So the economy's hot, right? Um, so the first read on the second quarter GDP came in at two point four percent. Remember the first quarter. Remember, there's three reads, Kerry, mm-hmm. right? There's three reads of the GDP. So we ended the first quarter and the, and remember, it was going up each time. The first read was 1.1%. The second read was 1.3%. The third and final read was 2%. This is annualized. So, right. so the first quarter annualized was 2%. Well, a lot of people thought it was going to be going down. You know that we were headed towards the Thanksgiving recession or what have you. Well, actually, GDP came in at 2.4 percent, better than last first or the first quarter 2 <laughs> percent, better than the economist estimate of 1.8 percent. So that indicates the consumers still you know still spending, still doing fine. Then we got you know the PCE data, the Personal Consumption Expenditures Index. This is the Fed's preferred gauge for inflation. Okay, now, so how do that memory? There's headline and there's core. um fed, you know, and adults in the room always look at core that excludes food and energy for the reasons we've talked about many times on this show. But we'll start with headline. A lot of people say, hey, that's the one I more uh, that I care about. Okay, so headline annualized year over year came in at three point zero percent. So you know, and so if you're looking back to the peak, which was actually Carrie, last June, I guess, okay. Um, you know, was, was the peak. So, for example, last June, the annualized headline was 6.8%. Then going from last, June of last year, July 6.3, August 6.2, then in September 6.2, October 6.0, November 5.5, ended the year at 5.0. Uh, you know, January, it ticked back up to 5.4. February, it ticked back down to 5.0. Then March, 4.2. Then April, a slight pickup to 4.4. Then May, 3.8. And now June, 3.0. So jagged peak, but on the way down. Um, if you want to look at the more recent data, month over month, the monthly, uh, it, uh, it, it increased slightly 0.2%. If you want to look at core, that's what the Federal Reserve concentrates on. That annualized year over year came in at 4.1, two-year low, carry. Wow. Okay. Um, from the beginning of the year, it was you know it, it's it was kind of sticky. Remember, this is when we kept saying it was real sticky. So in January. The annualized year-over-year year was four point seven. February four point six. March four point six. April four point seven. May four point six. Very sticky, right? But all mm-hmm. of a sudden now down to four point one. And if you want to look at the most monthly, the most recent monthly, again zero uh, point two, same as the headline. So we so there is clear indication that inflation has peaked. Um, you know, Chairman Powell. Uh, still saying, you know, not, you know, he's not saying mission accomplished, right? Um, but, you know, he, he, you know, everyone's listens to see if he gives any indication, right, if, if, if what they're going to do next, right? So they raised it 25 basis points, the interest rate. So that's, so if you're, we may have those higher fixed rates for a bit longer, Carrie. Take
2: advantage of those.
1: The, uh, now. So what did he say about the next FOMC meeting September? Here's this quote. I would say it is possible we could raise rates at the September meeting if the data warranted, and it's possible we could choose to hold steady at that meeting. Well, that was real. I was going to say though,
2: how does he know what he's going to do in September? Well, that was going to uh, depend. What on kind Dan. of clarity is that? Well, Basically. I think the question is, I think he should just say it depends.
1: And and that's pretty much what he has been saying is it just you know depends on the data. Um, so you know I think they're going to skip September and then the real test will be in November um, because you know previously. He had said at previous meetings that, you know, before this July increase, he was saying that most of the people on the the FOMC wanted or thought that two more interest rate hikes were warranted. And so we had the first one in July. They may skip September. Maybe the second one will be in November. Or if the news, I guess if if good news is good news again, Gary, and, you know, everything looks good in November, they may be that then maybe they're saying, hey, they're done. You know, and they're not still saying that they're cutting rates, but, right. and, and he also can, you know, reconfirm that their target is 2%. And he's saying, hey, we're not anywhere near 2% yet. Um, but, you know, it, it, he also indicated it doesn't mean that they're, co- they're going to continue to raise rates until inflation is down to 2%. no, He said that's not, you know, so his quote was, if we see inflation coming down credibly, then we don't need to be at a restrictive level anymore. Um, You know, he basically saying, we'd stop raising long before we get to 2%. So, you know, you can't fight the Fed. It looks like that they're data dependent. A lot of people still do not You know, believe that they can navigate this soft landing. One of those Cassandras is, of course, Elizabeth Warren. She wasn't too happy about the Fed saying that they still want to raise rates. Um, She says it could be devastating for our economy. All right. Um, So she was, you know, prior to the July, you know, this this week's increase. She was saying, you know, already we're seeing warning signs, including a rise in unemployment for black workers that the Fed is resuming its aggressive rate hike campaign could be devastating for our economy and disproportionately harm marginalized communities. Chair Powell must maintain the Fed's pause on rate hikes and avoid further rate increases that threaten our economy and risk throwing Americans out of work. Mm-hmm. Well, they they don't, you know, they turn around and just they raise rates, you know, So, so much for... The federal, like a lot of people say how independent is the Federal Reserve? Well, it, you know, I think they're. I still think they have some credibility and independency. So, what does that mean for you? Well, it, it, it obviously it doesn't mean that inflation is over, but we do say it has peaked and it's on the way down you know we've always talked about how this inflation you know the rona spending and stimulus money and you know the inflation went up like a rocket and coming down like a feather right um but it's still their their federal reserve's mandate is to keep unemployment low and to um get uh and 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 keep inflation stable which is their two percent the other thing too that they look for you. Don't hear about this too much often. This also comes out with the PC. So the PC came out this morning, Kerry. Okay? We're taping mm-hmm. the show on Friday, and everybody uh, eyebrows went up about the employee cost index, Kerry. Okay? So so that's what that's what. Remember, we're, we're concerned. Economists are concerned the, of a wage price spiral. Right. right. In other words, if 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 it, if it continues, that where companies have to continue to raise their Pay to attract workers, right. and has anybody noticed we got a little problem with uh, empl- uh, 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 unfilled jobs in this country? Yeah, now? just about everything we're looking, you do. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, if this is the gauge that looks at workers' wages and benefits, and and that came down this quarter. Okay. Mm. Um. So it. So in the first quarter, it was rising at about one point two percent. Okay. This second quarter, it dropped to 1%. It's small, but it's the first, it's the smallest rise carry in two years. Okay. So, so that's another indicator that the Fed's medicine is working. So we'll keep an eye on that. What can you do at home? Well, you may still want to use higher inflation for the next couple of years. Fed Powell said that he doesn't think they're going to get to their 2% until 2025. Okay. Um, So he's telling you that's the case. So don't expect inflation to drop off immediately. But we do expect it. I don't know if it's going to be going up anymore, um, and, and, but in the meantime, you might just want to add in a higher non-transitory inflation rate in your model if you're using a lower one. All right, get us started.
2: All right, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk program here to give you helpful information, talk about relevant financial news that can impact your lifestyle um, and some of your financial decisions and choices that you're making. Um, we're sponsored by the Estate Planning Team, and the Estate Planning Team is an affordable, fee-based, Ohio-registered fiduciary planning firm. We do financial modeling, number crunching, helping people analyze choices, whether it's spending, um, when I can afford to retire, how to create income tax efficiency efficiently, pension Elections, social security timing, um, looking at, we're going to talk about IRA distribution planning, Roth conversions, what opportunities that you should be using to minimize your cumulative tax liability um, and each tax year stands alone? And are you being proactive? Are you underspending because you don't know where your future is headed and you are worried about the economy, even though there's some indicators things are going well? Are you worried like, how long is this going to last? And maybe you're postponing decisions to retire or because um, I met with a couple this week, actually, that was saying, I want to retire because of the health care before 65, which is common, um, or they're going to keep working to 65 because we know they, you know, it's awfully expensive before Medicare when you're not an employer plan. And in reality, like looking at the numbers and they can't afford to retire. Yes. um, It's expensive, but that's an expense that's really not going to affect their plan spending in their future. Um, So they could retire sooner. So sometimes people just don't know. And some people say, you know what, I like my job, I'm going to work, but then maybe are you, could you spend more? Could you gift to help out family? Are you charitably inclined? And then can you use charitable planning in IRA planning through qualified charitable distributions or other strategies? Um, if you want to take advantage of, we offer a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation. We can do that by phone or in person. You can call our office and we will call you back on Monday, or you can send an email through our website. You can call 440 440- Two three nine twenty ninety. 239 2090 That's 440-239-2090. Or visit us at financialfoodforthought.com.
1: All right. Carrie, not all good news with the hot. Okay. Or the hot, hot, hot. Going on right now, the
0: planet has a fever. If your baby has a fever, you go to the doctor. You, you take action. The planet has a fever. And find now, the planet has
1: a okay, fever. Okay, Al, we heard you. Now, the planet has yeah, a Al, okay. fever. All right. Oh. So, so have you seen the climate change shock lines this week?
2: yes but i'm thinking like, I mean, okay this is a mild summer in cleveland i mean i can remember to fourth of july's and june's being miserable and i've been able to be outside and do yard work in the evening on weekends well it's However, a planet
1: has a fever i don't know if cleveland ohio does
2: i know but i'm just saying don't doesn't plan. i mean i don't know how much is but i feel like if we were really worried about change we'd make big change and not political money-driven change
1: Last month, the planet experienced its hottest June since records began in 1850.
2: Okay, July
1: 6th was its hottest day and the odds are rising that 2023 will end up displacing 2016 as the hottest year. At the moment, the eight warmest years on the books are the past See, eight.
2: on the books, maybe it was even hotter at some point when they didn't record that stuff.
1: Carrie, the water temperature on the tip of Florida is, I, is, is exceeding 100 degrees.
2: I know that. My, my uncle lives in QS. I got a text message. He said the water here is 101
1: the atlantic ocean current could collapse soon
2: i read that article mark and when you read the detail there's not enough evidence it was just they were sampling one spot so i did read that one
1: uh, so, carry such a collapse could trigger rapid weather and climate change in the u.s europe and elsewhere if it were to happen it could bring about an ice age not only is it too hot it's going to bring an ice age
2: uh, that's the thing. I don't know what to believe. I don't trust any headlines anymore. I feel like, yeah, if we really wanted to make major change, you think about like appliances. I just had to replace something at a garbage disposal this week. <laughs> you know, if things were made like they used to be made, we have a disposable asci- a society, you know, with appliances don't last as long and other things that I don't know if 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 they really cared, they would make major change and all the changes are politically and money driven.
1: Well, so I, yeah, I don't know. It it, it the, the shock lines are out there, so I don't know. I still say, you know, err on the conservative side of based on longevity. Don't assume that we're all going to right. perish in a. In That's a what ice I'm saying. Yeah, in the next a, five years. Or now, five.
2: oh, I was going to remind people because I know when um, even if we air next week, next Friday starts the Ohio tax-free holiday. Yeah. So it's clothing under $75, school supplies, instructional fees, no taxes. Yep. So if you have kids or grandkids,
1: yeah, it starts Friday and runs through Sunday, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. Um so uh, so what what's the, you know, the what's this idea about the Secure Act 2 that is raising some controversy? So Carrie, this is the rule that as everybody knows, the Secure Act 2.0 passed in December of 2022. Right. Secure Act 1 passed in December of 2019. All right, so Secure Act 2, one of the things they did was they said that an employee who has income wages and exceeded $145,000 in the prior calendar year, the if they were planning on making their 401k 50-plus catch-up contributions... That starting next year in 2024, all the catch-up contributions will be after tax and go into the Roth 401k, as opposed to under the current rules. Right. You, your catch-up you can deem to be pre-tax. You get a tax deduction for that goes into the traditional 401k. Right. All right. So that raised uh, that's that's just causing huge concerns. Okay. Um, and I don't remember, you might not remember, Carrie, but when, when we were first going over the Secure Act 2, I flagged this one and said, how are they going um, to, to, to enforce that? To monitor
2: that and make sure it gets done correctly.
1: Um, and to, to, get all the payroll departments to change their data record and on how they do it and to explain it to the employees. Um, and you know, who's the judge, who's going to be the watchdog uh, on this supposed, this so-called 145,000. And, and what if you change shops? It's just, you know, so, and don't look now, but 2024 is coming pretty quick.
2: Mm-hmm. All
1: right. Um, now the, uh, so what are the three big problems they say with this? Well, one in in the in congress you know when they were hastily getting the secure act due, you know on ink you know ink, right. inked on the paper they uh, they they accidentally deleted a paragraph that allows for the catch up contribution
2: they acc- i mean see this is why we need to read stuff and proof it maybe before we vote on it so
1: without that paragraph congress technically made any catch up contributions illegal now, Congress has sent a letter to the Treasury at the, and saying, oh hey, it wasn't our intent, and we're going to fix it. Uh,
2: and when? Because they're going on in August. Right? They haven't
1: fixed it yet. Um, I'm sure it'll be fixed by uh, next year. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, t- the second issue is uh, the American Retirement Association. um And more than 200 employers who have 401k, the record keepers, payroll providers, have asked Congress for a two-year extension or delay because they're just not ready Okay, um, so for example, plans need guidance from regulators on questions including whether they must seek permission from high earners to put their catch-up contributions in a Roth, or can do, can do so automatically without the employee's uh, notification. Um, some state and local plans also must have their legislatures and unions approve a Roth 401k plan because it's not even a lot of the company plans don't even have the Roth option yet, right? right. Um, you know so that so yeah and then the third controversy is just there are many people that think the government is they shouldn't be make the final decision on what an employee does with his contributions you know why should the government dictate that you know who can put it into the you know if you want to put in a traditional shouldn't it be
2: the employee's choice
1: well that's what the the the, the, that's what they're bringing up Um, so it's just to be aware of that. Um, now again, it, it, it's, it's only relevant if you're over that $145,000 income threshold, Mm -hmm. as well as that you were planning or you are doing the 50 plus catch up contributions. Okay. Um, and so there, there's something to be aware of. All right. Um, Okay, Carrie, let's talk about the death of the 6040 portfolio.
2: It's not dead. You just said that early. Um, it's doing quite well year to date.
1: All right. So, as I said, I have a very good client who provides me with her uh,
2: Ohio 457? Yeah, the
1: Buckeye favorite Ohio deferred comp 457. Which is a good plan. plan. A- yeah. As I said, Buckeye favorite. Um uh, And if you're and I use that as a benchmark just to say how is the sixty forty portfolio doing? And I like to use the four fifty seven because you can you can set different benchmarks. For example, we you know I start with well let's just look because they give you carry what there's twenty options in the four fifty seven anywhere from non U S stock small company mid company large company stock bonds and of course the famous stable value right which is their um, fixed option. You know, that's based on, you know, they buy multiple things, but it's not really a bond. It's not a big bond index. It's more looking at other fixings. So, and then, and so we can set up a, like a, an index. Like we can, we can, you know, look at the, the, like a State Streets, you know, large U.S. company stock fund and then their U.S. bond index fund. So that would be like a benchmark. Right. You know, like the, the, in just the big indexes, you're just buying the index. You could go, I, I call one call, I call the one old and true. That's where for the equity side, the sixty percent equity side, I use the Fidelity Contra Fund, which is a very famous fund. A lot of investors, have, you know, over the years are familiar with Fidelity's Contra Fund. Um, and and then for the fixed side, the forty percent side, that Deferred Cops Stable Value Fund, right, uh, old and true. But then also I I look at. What was the best in you know best in class ones? In other words, of all the options on the equity side and the fixed side, pick the two that did the best in in the latest you know information. You know latest. Okay. Okay. And I also look the worst. So if you pick the two worst, how are you doing? Okay. Um. So, so how are we doing year to date? All right. So if we look at the benchmark index. All right. um, The large company stock, State Street, for six months ending June 30th, did 16.89%. Wow. Okay. Nice. Um, So that's pretty nice. All right. And a lot of people are saying, yeah, that is better than what I thought. Now, that doesn't mean that, again, your portfolio is doing that. I'm just saying what this, you know, what, what the deferred cop, the 457 reported. And if I look at the U.S. bond index, it did six months, 2.27%. So now I'm going to take our sixty forty. So if 60% of your money earned 16.89% and 40% of your money earned 2.27%, you know, you take that together and for the six months, you're up 11.04%. <sighs> Not bad, Not right? bad. Okay. Um, that's for six that, months. I was
2: going to say, that's only year to date.
1: Now, how about if you were going with the old and true? And so for that 60%, we're using the contra fund. And that carry just only only did 23.87% for the six months. Okay. And the, uh, now, and if you were going with the stable value fund, okay, that did 1.26%. So that lagged the US bond index. The stable fund, you know, which is unusual. Normally the stable value fund is doing better than the large bond index fund. Not in this case. Mm-hmm. So, but you're still, you know, so, but with your Fidelity Contra Fund doing 23, almost 24%, and your stable value giving a modest 1.2% you do the 60-40 math, and year to date, you're at 14.83%. Okay. Now, what if we looked at the best in class?
2: Okay. Right. Yeah, that's not the best. No. Wow.
1: Okay. So if we look at the, the best So you
2: really couldn't go wrong, Mark, with whatever you pick this year.
1: Um so well we'll get to the worst in class. Okay. Um and I'm only doing two. You know, actually okay. you could do twenty you could do fifteen as as options. Have, right. I'm just keeping it simple for the radio. Um and, and sixty forty. So the best in class came out to be not the Fidelity Contra Fund, but the fidelity growth co mingled pool fund that's okay. in the four fifty seven plan. That carry did Thirty-two
2: point nine three percent. That's crazy
1: for the first six months. Okay, um, that's they they that picked up on the you know the 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 Nasdaq right that's mm-hmm. with the IA you know the you know the uh, AI you know the the, I, the AI and right. all and all those you know companies that did so well. Okay, and, um, but now State Street's bond index, you know, broad bond index, that still was the best in class on the fixed side, the 2.27. So you're 60-40, best in class, 21%. Six months.
2: Hmm.
1: All right? Go away in May isn't sounding too good right now. No. Good? Okay, now, um, how about the worst in class? Okay. What if you pick the, le- the worst performing 60% equity fund, that turned out to be the Dodge and Cox, surprisingly, US large value company stock. Okay. Okay. It did a meager 7.2% for six months. How terrible.
2: I, I was gonna say, I mean, I feel like you can't go wrong.
1: Because remember we're our 60-40, we're trying to get maybe five or six percent, right? That's
2: what I'm saying. So yeah. and, and remember, five or six percent is our goal sometimes in our models for a year. Right?
1: Annualized, not six months. Um, now, and then the stable value was the worst performing fixed at the 1.26%. So now worst in class, six months, you did 4.82%. Okay. Still almost getting your 5%. I realize you're still well above your 5%, right? Um, but a lot of people carry think that, or have made a decision that 60, 40 is too risk for them, right? Too much risk.
2: And it might be. I mean, even though we don't do investments, that's a big thing that we look at. We build a financial model and say, what growth rate do you need? And then have a coordinated um, meeting with your investment advisor. We love working with investment. Sometimes our client is the investment advisor to say, then maybe you don't need to take on that risk. So maybe you could do
1: a 50-50. let's look at the 50-50, Carrie. Using this the, the okay. 457. All right, and I'm just going to do the benchmark. Well, I'll do the benchmark and the old and true. So the benchmark again. Um, the if you if you dial the risk down to 50 50, the benchmark did 9.58 percent. Hmm. And the old and true, you know, where you look at the contra fund and the stable value fund, 50 50 allocation, did 12.57 percent. Wow. So you didn't lose too much growth by knocking off 10% of your risk. Right. Now, Carrie, how about a 40-60? Hmm. Making even a bigger decision to reduce risk. Maybe you were getting a little worried that we may still have a wine. Or maybe you're you're getting close
2: to retirement and you're saying, I don't want to take on the risk because I don't want to have to go back to work.
1: So now we can't get anywhere near our 5%, Carrie, right?
2: Hmm. Uh,
1: now, again, remember, past performance doesn't necessarily predict future results. Right. Okay. Um, all of this level, even a 4060 portfolio, has risk. Okay. Um, and, you know, you got to be aware of that. But let's look at that. So the benchmark index, 4060, did 8.12% <laughs> oh, geez. for the six months. And the old and true, using the Fidelity Contra Fund and the, the, the stable value fund, Six months, 40 60 portfolio, 40% growth, 60% fixed, did 10.3%. <sighs> nice.
2: I guess it makes those losses last year a little bit better.
1: Well, it's just to say again, what we were saying when all those shock lines last year is saying that the 60 40 is dead and you have to go back and recreate the wheel. And you no, had to you do don't. All, uh, I don't think, you know, the 60 40 had a bad year.
2: Okay, nothing's going to be good all. You think about anything in your life, it's not going to be good all and, the time. Right.
1: And I don't know if you want to throw out that allocation mm-hmm. forever based on a bad year. Um and and if you, you know, and this is why we say that, you know, you 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 want, you want to do other things, To protect, if we are having tough economic times, there's other things you can do to protect your portfolio so you don't have to panic, you don't have to sell low, and you can ride out the
2: storm. Mm -hmm. And that's what we do for our clients. We don't, I know you're talking about specific funds within the 457. We don't think there's any good or bad product or investment strategy. It's how much and is it appropriate for what you're trying to accomplish and um we objectively look at these things for our clients and again coordinate it, coordinate and coordinate with your existing investment advisors or in many cases our clients has that role themselves and if you want to take advantage we do offer a free consultation by phone or in person you can give us a call at 440-239-2090 that's 440-239-2090 or visit us at financialfoodforthought.com
1: Alright, listen to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. The estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 36 years. And over those decades, Carrie's, we've helped a lot of people navigate and stay out of what we call the IRA RMD tax trap. Right? Mm-hmm. And you can always go back and listen to our podcast. So we've been highlighting this, and it's about the second half of the shows for the last month, maybe month and a half, and we running you know examples and i today i have a um so last week carrie i remember i was working with we were making kind of a tongue-in-cheek about remember the diy writer when mm-hmm. he said he had his big problem was he had a three and a half million ira and he just he, right. c- he couldn't deal with it
2: right he needed he was, ideas to spend it yeah he
1: just couldn't figure out how he could spend it to stay out of the tax trap um such such third world problems carrie right mm-hmm. but that's the wealth gap we have in this country
2: well, and, you could, you know, what, you could do some chari- big some big charitable, right. that'll help.
1: But today I'm going to use a, this is a, 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 a this week I was working on a, a client case and maybe a more modest, but still large, but about a million and a half IRA. And this couple was worried at, at you know, and they specifically, they had a $1,570,000 in their combined IRAs. Um, and. They and their ages were 66 and 63, respectively. And they are saying, yeah, Mark, you know, can you run us that RMD Irma trap? You know, the the idea that would our future required minimum distributions cause our Medicare premiums to go up? And. So, you know, so and the answer is it depends. It depends not only on what your required minimum distributions are, but for that IRMA threshold carry, it's based on what we call modified adjusted gross income. That's where you have to take your adjusted gross income and add back into that number any tax exempt municipal interest that you had in that tax year. You add that, that gets you to modified adjusted gross income. And so you also, though, it's not only th- that, <laughs> you, you, you know, it's, it's not only your IRA distributions, it's also any pensions that you're getting, any social security income that you're collecting, um, and any non-qualified investment taxable income, which is, you know, makes up your interest, dividends, and capital gains. And so you have to add all that together, and that's why when we do this for clients, it's a separate analysis. We're just looking at that. We're just projecting out what their magic is, but we we play the what if games, assuming what the rate of return the client wants to use for the IRAs, mm-hmm. because that directly in you know, you know, as correlated to how big your RMDs become, right?
2: And sometimes our clients want to see multiple rates of returns and the outcomes.
1: Well, in this analysis, we always well, do. Well, I was going to
2: say, sometimes it's not just doing one, it's doing multiple.
1: So in this case, the clients, so, you know, again, they're not at RMD yet, you know, they, they, they won't be there for a number of years. Um, and we started use with 5% rate of return. Okay. Okay, and we said okay, a very concern you know five percent. Now we also in their non qualified interest dividends, capital gains, and they have muni interest that's running about thirty thousand a year. No pensions, okay. Um, their social security hasn't started yet. When it does start, um, it's going to be you know they're each are in the social security system. Each are going to be around forty to forty five thousand. Okay, you know, they're not planning on starting until 70. Um, and, of course, when we're doing this calculation, remember, the most your Social Security can be taxable is 85%. So a lot of times when we have DIYs doing this themselves and trying to add up, they forget to make that adjustment. They mm-hmm. add 100% of their Social Security into their MAGI when really you only have to add 85%. Um, now it might not even be eighty five percent, but at this level, it's going to be eighty five percent. Okay, now, okay. So what we show them is at you know running that out, you know, saying okay, now as you go further, and then Social Security starts at seventy, and then RMD start at seventy three. Um, you know, then when you add, start adding all that, we're adding. Uh, we're adding a little bit of growth onto the non-qualified income, you know, because that's going up a little bit every year. Um, and then what we're doing is saying now let's now that we've got your projected Magi out in the future, let's compare that to what we think the Irma threshold is going to be. Now I'm not going to go through all the Irma thresholds, Carrie. There's six of them, right? Um, but you know, certainly if you come in for uh, become a client of State Planning Team, we really get you know drilled down in detail. But the first one is what you know people are concerned about. That's you know for married filing jointly, that's modified adjusted gross income of you know 194 thousand dollars. Okay, um, and then the second level, you know, starts kicking in under the current law at 246,000. So those are and then the third level, I'll go one more carry. Uh, currently the third level starts at 306,000, okay? So we got 194, 246, 306.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: Now, those thresholds by the way go up every year with right. inflation. Remember that wasn't the case prior to whatever 2019. Remember it was frozen.
2: That mm-hmm. was a problem.
1: The thresholds were staying the same while everything else was going up. Well, now the Congress fixed that permanently, and so now it goes up every year. So I mean, so if you look at a, a rolling average over the last four years, the Irma thresholds are going up about four, about three point three eight percent. But part of that was the big one this last year because of the inflation. So in in this analysis, I'm using a three percent. But by the way, you come and become a client, I'll use whatever inflation factors you want I assume. Right. So so I'm you know conservatively. You know, at saying that what if the erm only the thresholds only go up three percent a year? Um, so, in other words, the one ninety four would go up to one ninety nine, then two oh five, then two eleven, then two eighteen. Mm-hmm. You get the you get the right.
2: point.
1: All right. So when we ran this, we we put it all together because spreadsheets work so well on the radio, okay, right. right? But um, but generally, but or not generally, in this case, what we showed them is based on a five percent rate of return they'll never get through the first threshold.
2: Okay. All
1: right. Um, But this is
2: a married couple. If something happens to one of them, the thresholds are...
1: It it could, right. Um, Different, lower, single. And so that's why we're saying, and that's our general rule. Now, in a lot of cases, Carrie, there's also a pension involved, which then kicks that up, right? Right. Um, But without a pension and, you know... Now, the the one thing, Mm -hmm. though... um, you know is is the idea that okay if the the five percent rate of return see that's what i indicate you know that's what i start talking about the clients because you know what happens if they get more than a five percent rate of return okay um so we could say yeah in this case and generally that's what I was trying to say Carrie is that if if you've generally I would say if you if your combined IRAs are under a million dollar a million dollars or under mm-hmm. when you're going into retirement, chances are you're not going to have an irma tax trap right unless maybe you, if you' only got a hundred thousand dollar pension you might right okay but barring that yeah I, 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 you probably don't have it um, but this is like I said this is a million and a half case. That's when we always recommend we run the analysis. Mm-hmm. Because I, I said, by the way, um, what, what does your investment advisor tell you to assume as a annual rate of return? And if you don't, and, and that's a good question to ask your investment mm-hmm. advisor. Say, hey, Mr. Investment Advisor, based on how you have my account allocated today, remember I just went over the, right. the 60-40 portfolio. Um, by the way, what did I say that was The best in class was 24-some percent? For six mm-hmm. months? Not that we could ever get more than 5%, right. right? But, 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 okay, so when we go back and I said, well, let's just for fun, you know, we'll rerun this analysis and instead of using 5%, I'll use 6% rate of return. Okay. Okay, we did that and still under that, they don't ever go through the first threshold. Okay. Okay. So I said, okay, well, what about 7%? So we ran analysis again now at seven percent they do okay not right away matter of fact not until they're around in their early 80s okay but by the time they get into the early 80s now they've jumped to the second tier okay this is the trap right? right okay um and and so so the idea is well if you were concerned about that Could we go back and say, even though you're, you know, they're not taking out RMDs, obviously, right now they're not out of age and they're not even planning on taking out. Maybe you should be taking money out of your IRAs Mm -hmm. now while you and and stay under the first threshold, Mm -hmm. okay? And then by doing a certain, if we could figure out how much you should be targeting every year to take out until required minimums begin, because obviously, theoretically, if you're taking money out of your IRAs now. Your you're future, lowering, your lowering your future, future minimum. And by the way, if you don't need the money right now.
2: Do a Roth conversion.
1: You can convert it to Roth and get out of this trap completely. And
2: you're creating a pot of money that's future tax-free income. So,
1: Kara, can you do that math in your
2: head mm, to determine no, how not. much? I, okay, Not so, even close. All
1: right. So the target came out to be 38000 a year. Hmm. And then we would increase that every year by two percent because you get some bracket creep because all these those inflation is going on with the tax brackets. So if they start taking out thirty eight thousand a year, and then by the time then eventually it, you know, the required minimums will be more than that. Okay. And then eventually but, but by doing that, they never leave or go go exceed the first threshold again. We're back into that first Irma threshold right. tier forever. Okay. So that, and, 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 and that's what this client was looking for. Because mm-hmm. they're saying, you know, now we can determine, you know, how much that's going to be taxed. Now, a lot of people say, well, Mark, if I'm, t- if I'm starting my IRA at a million and a half and I start taking out 38,000 a year at age 66, 63, respectively, um, and, and, you know, a 7% rate of return, um, I, I, I mean, I'm going to wipe out my IRA too quickly.
2: Mm, wrong.
1: Okay, so just for your information under this analysis, at their joint life expectancy, there's still $3 million in their IRA.
2: Mark, I think that's probably the biggest misconception that people have, that if they follow minimum that they're going to deplete their IRA at life expectancy, and that is farther from the case. I mean,
1: or, Carrie, one step further, if they start before minimum, right. they're going to run out too quickly. People
2: have no idea, and then people, we show them the numbers saying, I can't believe it's growing that much. Well, think about how much money you had 20 years ago, 30 years. What did you have? What was your net worth then? So I think, you know, and if you want to see that projection, come in for a free consultation. We'll do that analysis. And I think that's eye-opening when you see, wow, in my mid-80s or late 80s, I have this pile of money I could have, would have, should have. And by the way, maybe I should be using maneuvers now. I mean, many people just miss opportunities. This is a huge potential to keep more of your hard-earned dollars.
1: Now, let's say, Carrie, that you get an 8%.
2: Wow, each and every year? Rate of return. Well, some people believe they will.
1: Okay. And I'm only doing this because you can see how the trap gets you. Mm-hmm. All right? Um, so now we reran the analysis based on an 8% rate of return. Okay. Now it throws them into the third level tier. Now it doesn't happen for a while around age 90. So they're in the first level tier up to around 78, then the second level tier up to about 90, and then they're in the third level tier. Okay, now you can say, well, Mark, I'm not worried about getting into a third level tier when I'm 90. Okay, but I'm just saying it's just it's just you know it's just how much data do you need so it leaves you in decision making mode? Because if this client was concerned about that, could they possibly? you know, what would now, would their what would their target distribution have to be now if they wanted to stay out or stay in the first level tier forever? hmm Okay. Could they even do it? Right. And, yeah, they could. Um, they would have to start right now with a target of around $74,000. Okay. But by doing that, um, they would, even at an 8% rate of return, they would stay in that first level tier for. Yeah, you know, I'm running mm-hmm. this to their age 97. Now, um, you could say, well, market, you know, and, and the reason again they're not running out because now they're getting an eight percent rate of return, right? right? So they still have you know 2.8 million dollars in their IRA, even doing at, the accelerated at, at distributions. Level. So, so that's so. It, it, and I know that's a lot of numbers on the radio. But that's what we try to get, you know, our job, we feel to say planning team, isn't to, you know, our clients make the decisions. We don't tell you what to do. We feel we're doing our job if we're showing enough analysis that's leaving you in a decision-making mode. But now you know why you're making that decision and you're more confident. And now we're backing it up with the written plan that says, yeah, we don't stick this in a sock drawer for the next 30 years. We monitor it.
2: Right. We provide people that objective analysis so they feel more comfortable with their decisions. Call the estate planning team for a free consultation at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com.